1450 KMMS. Good morning. 20 minutes away from 9. It is a Monday. 27 outside and a little slick out there. Please be careful this morning. Uh, supposed to see mid-40s. We'll see what happens. Doesn't feel like it right now. Um, want to welcome into the studio Carl Graham with Montana Policy Institute. How are you, buddy? Good morning. I'm good. Good to see you Saturday night. He was uh, the big MC at the uh, Lincoln Reagan dinner. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. Good yeah. crowd, anyway. Yeah, real good crowd. Very good crowd. Yeah, Steve well. did an awesome job. Yep, as always. Danes, yeah, yeah. It. Uh, my wife even said, "Wow, I didn't get bored with that speech." Yeah. So that was. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of refreshing, isn't it? You know, yeah, a, lot it is. of, a lot of times you you kind of get the stump speech, you know, and it's all the same right. and everything. But uh, but we didn't get that, so that's great. That was awesome. Yeah. What's coming up? Hey, uh, couple. First of all, I want to do a plug here, or Heidi Doherty will kill me if I don't. So I have to do this. Actually, she'll look at me disapprovingly, and that's even worse. So uh, this Thursday. Uh, at the American Legion downtown, there's uh, an event called the Ride for Lance. I, I don't know if any, some folks may remember a couple years ago, um, uh, a bunch of Navy SEALs came riding through town. We had a big event out at the Harley dealer out at, mm-hmm. uh, out of or, uh, Belgrade. Yep. And uh, what they did, this is a memorial for one of their shipmates. Uh, even though they're SEALs, they're Navy, so we call them shipmates. And uh, and what they do is uh, they did a ride across the country all the way up to Alaska raising mm-hmm. funds for the Naval Special Warfare Foundation, and it's a good cause. And they made a movie of that ride, and they're going to show that movie. So um, the event, it starts at 6. There'll be a, a lot of good folks there. Uh, there's going to be uh, uh, Gary Ellis, New Orleans Jazz, and uh, one of the riders will be providing music. Then they're going to show the movie, and so that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, we'll... Uh, uh, have a good time, eat some popcorn, and uh, and watch a movie. There's going to be some great ra- uh, raffle and a bunch of door prizes. Some of the local sponsors have just been fantastic. So it starts at six. What's the cost to get in? Nothing yeah. to get in. Oh, okay. Dude, we just we're just going to ask people to buy a bunch of stuff. There you uh, go. Door prize or raffle tickets, and uh, they'll have shirts and hats and things like that too. Okay. And uh, so that's down at the Legion at six o'clock. Very cool. Thursday night. Thursday night. I'll you be there. Uh, a lot of us are going to be there, and we're going to have a great time. I haven't even been inside the new Legion yet. Oh, it's nice. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to this and check it out. Yeah, very it's nice. cool. Yeah, we've got. Uh, we're gonna have an overflow. They had that room upstairs, and uh, so we'll be showing the movie both upstairs and downstairs. Oh, okay. And uh, so there shouldn't be any problem with crowds or anything. Well, awesome. Ho- hopefully there will be. That's a, <laughs> a good problem to have. True. True. That's what you want to have. Yeah. So, uh, you talked earlier today about that Senate thing on Friday. I thought that was pretty uh, interesting. I, you know, I'm not gonna. I'll let somebody else give the inside scoop on that. But here's the bottom line is the Democrats, they, and, and you know, it was them this time, although it does seem to be them who, if, if you look at Wisconsin, who was tearing down doors and chanting and trying to interrupt business and all that stuff. And if you look at Ohio, uh, if you look at Michigan, when they passed right to work, uh, they seem to be the ones who, uh, who rolled around on the ground screaming and pounding their fists. But this time around, what they, it, what's ironic to me, and this is all I'm going to say about it, but what's ironic to me was the two bills that they tried to prevent from getting through uh, for to kill basically uh, by by interrupting the business of the Senate floor, those two bills would have brought two issues before the voters. Who cares what they were? All right, they happen to be voting bills. That's fine, but they ironically tried to use parliamentary process tactics, basically uh, a loophole, to prevent two issues from coming before the voters. They're usurping the democratic process using loopholes, and yet they, they say they're the ones who are defending the democratic process. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just, I don't know. 
it, it's almost not worth commenting on except for to, to show the hypocrisy of that, of trying to use basically uh, a, a loophole to keep the voters from voting on something. If, the, if it was to try to keep a bill from getting rammed through, I, okay, I can see that. All right, so you use, a, you use a tactic to try to keep a bill from getting rammed through and becoming law. All right, that's, that's fair. Uh, but to try to use a loophole to keep an issue from coming before the voters so that they can decide in November, that's mm-hmm. just, that just makes no sense. And the papers hadn't highlighted that, so I thought I would. No, that's good. And you can see the uh, video, which uh, Carl's talking about at KMMSAM.com. Uh, not just a couple minutes worth up there, but you can see the yeah, stomping and, it, and smacking and banging and clapping. And yeah, that's it. Just reminds me of a little kid rolling yellow, on right? the ground, banging Absolutely. his fist on the floor. Wah. Yeah, right. That just uh, I don't get it. Anyway, so oh, well. that has to do with messaging, though, right? I think they lost that one. To be honest with you, the court of public opinion. I haven't seen you know. There's no polls on it or anything, and yeah. I you know. But uh, just reading the newspaper coverage over the weekend and all that, I don't think that come came across very well for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and that's a messaging issue. And we've talked about messaging before. And I'm going to talk a little bit about today about our message of freedom and the, the things that uh, I, I've harped on this a little bit, but uh, I'm going to keep harping on it because it's so important. And frankly, I don't see a lot of improvement. And what I find is, is we, we're, we argue with ourselves before we negotiate with our argue before we negotiate with our adversaries and, and that's no good it, that it sends a mixed message there's no united front there where you're standing together that's what well, I think it was Ben Franklin said we shall we, we need to stand together or we'll all hang separately um, it shows chinks in our armor that are easy to exploit uh, it gives people an end to see where they can split us up and divide us so you end up with for example five Senate votes that uh, that go against the rest of the caucus on a fairly regular basis um and it just it it, most of those things most of the things they would agree on but because they show that disunity and i'm not saying we should all be marching in lockstep conservatives don't do that but at the same time there are things we can agree on there are things we can move forward and probably the worst thing it does though is that it allows ourselves to be labeled by somebody else somebody else can label us and we become identified by our most strident and unfortunately a lot of times our most obnoxious voices that becomes who we become identified as even though it doesn't define us at all. We lose the ability to define ourselves. And I've thought about this a lot. I'm trying to figure out why people consistently do this. I think part of it is what's called the curse of knowledge. Um, You know what you know, but you don't know what I know. And so when you talk... Not you personally, of course, but but when 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 you talk and I do this, so I'll say when I talk a lot of times, I assume people know things that they don't know, mm-hmm. and so when I'm talking, they either don't understand what I'm saying because they don't have that same, they didn't read the same book or they don't have the same basic uh, life experience or whatever that gives them that that common ground of understanding, and so it can come off. Sometimes it can come off as just they don't get it. Sometimes it can come off as insulting or or demeaning or something, or if if, if you're not careful with it. Another thing is. T- tunnel vision. A lot of people through their personal experiences or through the comfort level they have of a topic because of the knowledge they have on it, that's all they want to talk about. It's the most important thing in the world. Nobody should be talking about anything else. We see a lot of that. Uh, And that results in, depending on the personality, a lot of people are just my way or the highway. They're black and white people. They say it's my way or the highway. That's, you know, you're with me or against me. Um, And if you're not with me, then you're against me, even though we agree on everything else. If you're against me on this one, we're not together and it's the only thing we should be talking about. Um, and, and a lot of them uh, were with that, that that results in that with me against me all or nothing and 
you know, as as friends of liberty, as students of freedom, as believers in individual liberty and freedom, we're, we don't tend to be very tolerant of people with different opinions and priorities than us, even if those differences are very small, or even if they're not the things that really define us, and we have much more similarities than we have differences. I, I find as I go around and I talk to a lot of groups and do a lot of events um, that we agree, and when I say we, I say right of center to, to a long way right of center, just slightly right of center to, to, to all the way around to the right where it loops around to the left again almost. Uh, we agree on 80 to 90 percent of the core issues of what we want for an overall outcomes. Uh, things like free people making free decisions in a reasonably regulated free market, uh, a government that protects rights rather than granting rights to certain groups uh, or people or individuals or interests, um, a government that protects protects us from each other, not from ourselves. In other words, that uh, allows us to live our lives or respects our right to live our lives as we please, as long as we harm nobody else. But what I see is the primary difference is in tactics and priorities on what we should be doing first and how much we should be emphasizing it and also how we present that. This tactic of insulting people, especially people that you agree with most of the time, questioning their commitment to the cause or their intelligence or their education, that's not going to win any converts. And, And what it does is it causes divisions where they don't need to be and it again it allows our adversaries to define us by our most strident and oftentimes most obnoxious voices out there and that's not a winning that's not a winning tactic it's we're not going to win that way so you know when i go out and i talk to a group uh, or even a radio show like this rule number one is know your audience you've got to know who you're talking to if you're trying to influence people or convince them or even inform them you've got to know who they are if if you're gonna if you're gonna try to get them to connect the dots, we've said this before. You start with the dot closest to them, not the dot closest to you. So you've got to know your audience, so you know which dots are closest to them, so you can lead them back to the trail you want them to to be on for the information or the opinion or whatever it is that you're trying to pass. And what I've found when it comes to constitutional issues, the basic principles that so many of us, this audience, knows so well and 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 and, uh, and is so endeared to and believes in and pa- and is passionate about, again, this audience for sure. Um, but once you get outside this audience and some select groups out there, there are ten percent of the people who we really need to reach. We really need to influence. Barely ten percent of those folks understand the history of the Constitution. Barely ten percent of those people are easy, easily persuadable by what they see as a, a parchment document written in ancient times under circumstances that really don't obviously apply today, unless you get mm-hmm. to the deeper meanings of the document as opposed to just the text on the page. Um, so. To reach those people, we have to we have to have different messages. I'll put my knowledge of the Constitution and its history and its meaning, and certainly my respect for that for the Constitution and our founding principles up against anybody. But but while the Constitution is always my guide in matters of freedom and government and for in uh, in liberty, it's always my guide, but it's not always my argument. It's not always the argument that's going to win these people over. It's not the dot that's closest to them, so it's not the place I'm going to start. Now, I want to lead them there, and I want to lead them to some of the groups and individuals who who do that as a specialty, but it's probably not the starting point for a lot of these folks, a lot of folks who we need to influence to get the right policies in place. And I could say the same thing about any number of issues out there um, that, that haven't really reached the mainstream, 
that most of us agree are an issue or something that needs to be addressed, but the core issues haven't reached the mainstream, uh, and so the audience there won't understand them if that's where you start. They can be your guide, and they should be your guide, but it's not always effective for those things to be your first argument. And that's one of the things I just try to get to people who are who feel a need to influence people, to persuade people, know where they are, know your audience, know those folks, and, and try to find that dot close closest to them as opposed to to starting from the dot closest to you and just dumping everything on them and overwhelming them and in fact offending them or making them feel inadequate or insufficient you're not going to win any converts um, that way it, and i think it, you know it gets back to some of the principles we've got come from history well they all come from history and from experience i'm, I'm a student of history i'm not a historian by any stretch but i'm a student of history and, and one reason for that is is that history is a study of what people have done, right? Geology looks at what rocks have done over the ages. Climatology looks at what weather does over the ages. History looks at what people have done. So if you want to understand or want to have a, a feel for what people are going to do or what they should do or what they shouldn't do, there's no better place to look than what they have done in the past and how it turned out. And I believe in the constancy of human nature, so history repeats itself because of that constancy of human nature. There are certain things that we do over over and over again or react in similar ways and there are cycles that repeat themselves and and history repeats itself it's a famous axiom but it's true because human beings react similarly to similar circumstances and there are only so many circumstances in the world Uh, if life and liberty uh, life and liberty i don't or liberty actually is not the natural state power is the natural state if you have one person then freedom is natural but if you have two people one is going to try to dominate the other so history and the study of politics and government tells us how people have tried to work that relationship up ship out in a way that's respectful and fair to basic human nature and rights and i think that those are the types of things that are our constants those are the types of things that we can unify behind those interactions of human where human nature plays a role where it's constant and it repeats itself but we can figure out how to adapt those lessons to our current times and predict the future to some degree or even drive it by looking at what's happened in the past and the beauty of our founding was that the people who put together the declaration and the constitution our founding documents they harnessed human nature rather than suppressed it they recognized the constant of human nature that there's good and evil, that people will work harder if they're allowed to keep what their labor provides, that incentives and disincentives matter, that equality means no one's above the law, uh, not that you end up with equal outcomes, and that a desire for power among some is the few constants in history, and that channeling that desire can actually strengthen our society rather than tearing it apart. Those should be our guides. Uh, most everything else is tactics and priorities, and we need to hammer those things out. We need to get them in messages that people can understand who don't necessarily understand the principles behind them, but they can understand the outcomes and how that applies to their everyday lives, and we should be unifying behind some consistent messages that bring people together rather than separating them. That's my harangue for the day, and we can take a call. (laughs) Let's do it. GMMS, good morning. You're on with Carl. What's up? Go ahead. Hi, my name is Jeff. What's up, Jeff? And I have a little bit of a take on what happened at the Montana Senate on Friday. All right. Um, What were the two bills that the Montana kind of Democrats were trying to prevent. One of them was... The Republicans uh, were trying to put on to the referendum. The, they were both referendums, so they would uh, they would put them on the ballot in front of the people. One bill was for a top two uh, primary system or general election system where the top two vote getters from the primaries, regardless of party, would be put on the general ballot. And the other one was uh, moving back... Uh, um, the voter uh, registration, registration to the Friday before the election rather than same day. 
And these are two bills that the Republicans knew that Governor Bullock would veto. That's correct. So why are the Republicans skirting their responsibility of passing laws that everybody wants when they try to put these laws as a referendum they're skirting their real responsibility we voted for them to make decisions well not pass them on if everybody wants them what's the problem with putting them on a referendum because we've elected those legislators to make those decisions and they knew that that the majority of the people voted for governor bullock and that they would take his well, the majority of the people well. voted for those senators, too, in each district. And also... Well, no, wait, wait. I, I brought up a counterpoint there. What's your response? That the majority of the people in each district voted for senators that resulted in 29 Republicans and 21 Democrats. Don't they have a voice? Does the governor get to, get to just nullify anything the governor says, nullifies anything, the will of the people through the, the chamber that's more responsive, actually, to individual Montanans than the statewide elections? Well, actually, those laws limit people's right to vote, and I would say the majority of the citizens are for that. But I would also say that the Republicans ignored the rules of order, and they are in the Montana Constitution. So I think that you're way off here, and that the Republicans, certainly I do enjoy your one comment about some of the -the below-the-belt type of uh, anti-dignity things that Republicans do because you know Judge Siebel in Billings he made racist he passed about a racist joke about Obama's Obama's mother getting pregnant by a dog Ed Butcher well let's let's stay on top let's stay on topic here you're not going to turn this into a a harangue against the people you disagree with i don't know you you think that the majority of montanans would 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 vote down those two referenda so i don't understand the problem with putting them in front of the people if i knew that i was going to win a referendum i would embrace that opportunity to show the will of the people and yet you want to use a backdoor method to prevent them from voting on it i just i don't understand that you know, they're using a backdoor method to try to get their way against... A backdoor method of allowing right. every Montanan to vote on it? That's a backdoor method? That seems like the most democratic method there is available. We voted once for a group of citizens that should be able to make decisions, and when they can't get their way, they try to underhand and undercut the governor. <laughs> I don't think so we're going to agree on this, partner. point of view, we'll disagree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to disagree on that. I got to wrap things up. Carl, thanks for your time, buddy. You bet. Have a great week. Coming up, we've got news on the way. Uh, next hour, we'll have open lines. We'll chat about whatever you'd like to, so hang on. Don't go away. This